Hi everybody, welcome to the Lettuce Club. I'm Dylan Gowan. I'm Lucy Yeomans. And I'm Naya Carlson. Yeah, we already have the intro. Okay, and just it, That's sure. what just happened, the intro. Oh, hey. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode, what is this, four? Four. Oh my god, we're professionals <gasps> at this point. Remember back on episode one? We're in that <clears throat> echoey room. Oh god. No yes. microphone. <sighs> it's terrible, terrible, terrible sound quality. Don't listen to episode yes. one. No. <laughs> Actually, listen to episode one. It's don't listen. Great. Don't do it. But do it after you listen to the other episodes. Yeah, so you can understand how much better, how much we've improved. <laughs> exactly. Uh, on other podcast notes, apparently there is a podcast uh, competition that NPR is holding yes. for student podcasts. And we're students, and we have a podcast. Yeah, we had a podcast before we even knew about this we, competition. Yeah, we were, we were, we've been real before the thing. So apparently, so I went and read the email, which I got from two different people yes. who know we have a podcast. I got an email from Mr. Ash, and I got an email from Mr. Altman. Yeah. yeah. And I'm assuming I'm going to get emails from other people as the day goes on. About the, about the competition. Yeah. About the competition. So basically, I guess if you win, they put it on one of their morning talk shows. Like they put the segment on the morning talk show. That would be so, so the cool. only the only thing is it has to be it the, the limit is three to twelve minutes. And if you've ever listened to a podcast before, it's a little more Just a than little three longer, to twelve minutes. Know? It's like, you know, 50 forty, minutes. fifty minutes. So we're definitely gonna have to cut it down. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Just a little, you know. Just so, a bit. I mean, what what could we talk? We could we could take one thing and like really dive into it. Yeah, we should definitely do that. That that's what probably a good idea. Have, what are interesting I wrote things? Down interesting stuff. What? Last oh my year. god, she's so prepared. So, You're I'm so prepared. Not. They're Naya. not probably not that interesting. It's like you know those kind of stories that are only interesting if you were there. Yeah. No. Probably. Yes, you do. I don't Dylan, know what you're talking about. I have no idea. That. Oh my god. The I don't first know. thing on here is adventures with Altman. So, <laughs> there's a lot of those. Oh, last year we tried to start a union. What? Um, so we could strike against the school. Yeah, it was called SAS. Um, Students Against School Stupefication. <laughs> it never took off, you know. Uh, Schoolwork well, got in the way. <laughs> but, yeah. It seems like it would be contradictory to the ideas of the union. Exactly. The schoolwork so got in failed. the way of the union. That's the point. <laughs> One time I saw a mouse give birth. We could talk about that. What? I, that I would, pretty, yeah. I would like to hear about that, that story. Was pretty traumatic <laughs> right now. <laughs> it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it was back when I was a wee little lassie. Wee little lassie? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I was, like, in elementary school. It was at our old house, and we had this really cool playhouse <laughs> in the back of our yard. We called it a tree house. It wasn't in a tree, but it was it was a tree house. Um. So anyways, I was up there, you know, we hadn't been up there in a while, so I was cleaning. We had this carpet, um, so I took the carpet out, and in the corner there was like this little bush thing, and so, bush <laughs> and so I went to move it, and this mouse comes, oh, I almost got killed by deer too, anyways, but this mouse comes running out, and it's like, as it's running out, babies are spewing, <laughs> are spewing from its privates. Okay, so 
I just stand there in shock. Do we and need a trigger ma- warning for this? Do I need to put something in? <laughs> the mouse stares. We stare at each other. It stares into my eyes for a good two seconds before it runs off and jumps out of the treehouse. Like, and it's like a good ten feet high. And babies are still coming out of it. They're tiny and pink, and they have no hair. And Did so- you keep one? No! They disappeared! They disappeared! I, well... You've been cursed. I have been cursed. No. You were cursed. Okay, so it That's runs and it jumps off and I look around and they're all gone. And so I run, I sprint and go down the slide and I t- I'm yelling at my dad and he like gets a bucket and tries to go catch it. And so I go and call my mom and I'm like, like, I don't know, nine or something. And I'm like sobbing because I think my dad is going to kill this mouse that just gave birth to like 20 babies. And so I'm calling my mom, and she's freaking out because she can't understand what I'm saying because she's at the store. And so that was a very – it was a Monday afternoon. I remember oh, that. That is crazy. That's – yeah. I was not uh, expecting mm. – I was not expecting that. That was a very interesting story. Yeah. Uh, next time, fine. please keep that to yourself. <laughs> you said no, you would. <laughs> we, we don't need that for the podcast. Uh, yes, you do. People are, w- want to listen to this. I don't know if they do. Yes. Well, it's just because you're a vegetarian. Oh. <laughs> that means I like animals. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, I don't eat meat because, man, animals just suck. <laughs> don't even no, that's not, what I was, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> okay. That is what he's going for. Um, let's see what else. Um, there was, okay, we were learning. <laughs> we were learning. I had a Holocaust class last year. This is one of my catchphrases that I never use. But it was, there was, like, we were talking about, I don't know, Constantinople or something. I don't know why, don't ask. Um, but, so, I just sat there, and I go, Consta what? Consta who? Constipate. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was one day in class. Um, one time I was at Cali and Tito's, and I went to the bathroom, and Minnie Mouse followed me into the bathroom. That was scary. Huh. Yeah. Like a person in a Minnie Mouse costume. Yes. It was pretty terrifying. <laughs> Did your hair curl nice today? Did it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm saying it did. It did. Oh, I think thanks. it did. You've got some very, Mine some did very too. taut curls. Yes, they did. Thanks. <laughs> it must have been a very, like, a it was the good humidity. curly humidity. For some reason, thanks. Yeah. Um, Is that all you got? I have more, yeah. but I don't Do know. Do you have more traumatic stories yeah. that made you into the person you are Raccoons. now? Raccoons. <laughs> That's it. That's they're the my, story. Raccoons. They're my enemies. <laughs> Oh, we, yes, we are enemies. I have a little story about a raccoon. There you want to tell it? It's like, not, it's not super cool, but it's just like, there was one in my backyard one time. It was so scary looking. <laughs> like, I think my sister was outside when the raccoon was outside, and then she saw the raccoon and came inside, and she's like, there's a raccoon out there. And I was like, are you sure there's a raccoon out there? Because she's like eight years old. Mm-hmm. And so I looked out my window because my window shows the backyard. And then there was the raccoon. And it had, like, its back all arched up. And it was like, he was, like, all <laughs> scurrying. He was just living his life. Don't Snob, hate on him. It was scary Raccoons looking. are evil. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Have raccoons you ever had an interaction with a raccoon? Yeah, they're awesome. No. Mm. What was your interaction with the raccoon? Please we tell s- me. Lo- I, I saw him, and he saw me. And we were like, and he was like, no. He was like, cool. He was and not he was like, like cool. That. And I was like, see you. And he was no, like, raccoons. Peace. No. Oh no. No, he was I just thought nibbling I on saw some trash evil. and I was just nibbling on some trash. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think they were so cute and then like I saw one in real life and I was like that's scary. Yeah. They stole my lunch out of the cooler. 
Okay. I have had experiences where raccoons will like take stuff from coolers. And yeah. It's funny. It was. Cool. I we saw were a in the water. Open a cooler, jump inside so it, mad, close man. the top, get a bunch of stuff, open the top, and leave. That's not cool. That is so funny. No, I was. Yeah, we were at the beach. We were all in the water, and I look over, and this raccoon just grabs our grapes, <laughs> grabs all our sandwiches, and runs away. And I was so looking forward to that sandwich. Let me tell you, I was so excited to eat this sandwich. You can chase after them. They'll drop it. We were in the them. water. Oh. And, well, someone was not in the water. Oh, seagulls are also the worst. Oh, Seagulls are the worst. Have you ever been pooped on by a seagull? No, no I haven't. But have you? I think I have, but I, I was wearing a hat, though, so. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. They, they also steal your food. We were at the beach again. All this happens at the beach, man. Terrifying things happen. And Don't go to the beach. Beach is awesome. My friend Rashad, I'm calling you out, bud. He was standing and eating his sandwich. And I was sitting down and, like, I don't know if he said something. But I look up and the seagull's, like, fl- like flapping right by his ear. <laughs> and it just goes down and takes his sandwich and starts eating it. And he freaks out and goes like this. It was, it was pretty scary. What even? There were crows. There are crows at this park at St. Simon's. We go there, and my other sister that did not see the raccoon was eating some French fries, and so she's like holding her French fry, and then it's kind of in the air. And so this crow just swooped down and took the fry from her fingers. Dang. Yeah. See, it's you guys have had some crazy animal experiences. Yeah. yeah. One time I got surrounded by them in a oh. tree. What? Crows? No, raccoons. Surra- oh. Raccoons? You, what? I was standing in a tree and these raccoons start swarming the bottom of the tree <laughs> so i start to climb higher and they start coming down from the top of the tree and so i'm surrounded no yeah. this is a fake story no i my like i have witnesses that mouse cursed you for life <laughs> and my dad came with a giant stick and just like started yelling at them and they went away but that was also terrifying um, that would be scary what kind of life are you living that you encounter raccoons on the in such edge. volume? I'm from Miami, okay? <laughs> it makes sense. She cuts her stitches out. I can't. I cut my stitches out. If you go to the doctor to get your stitches cut out, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, you gotta cut your own stitches oh. out. I've only just had stitches one time ever. Just pop them out. It's Ooh. not that hard. Ooh. All you do is snip it and pull, and it's a really weird no. sensation. No. If you've ever taken out stitches and you can kind of feel it, it's weird. No. I hate it. I don't want to think about it. I, I know how to do sutures. <laughs> I, I know how to do sutures, and that's an interesting experience. I actually went to Berkeley last summer, and I did a... I, we stayed there how many weeks? It was two weeks. We stayed on campus and we lived in dorms and it was super cool. And I still, I lived with two other guys and I still miss them to this day. Oh, they're so nice. They were so cool. And I wish I still hung out with them. They were really cool. But uh, anyway, it was like a medical thing. And so we, we had, we, we went to some really cool seminars. We had this trauma surgeon give us a talk, and that trauma surgeon is probably the coolest lady I, I will ever meet. Like, trauma surgeons are already pretty cool because they're the super down to earth. Because it's like, that's what they do. Just like, the worst kind of injury you could possibly have is what they fix, like 100% of the time. So this lady, actually, she trained trauma surgeons in the military in in Afghanistan wow. for like 10 years. And it's like, the most zero bullshit lady I've ever met. She was so to the point and like so straight up. It, very cool person. I can't remember her name, but... 
very cool person. But anyway, uh, they have, so to practice suturing, they have these rubber pads, almost like sill pads, you know, that you cook on. Uh, but they're like thick and they have multiple layers and one's like pink and then there's yellow and there's red. And uh, you, you learn to put the stitch in just at the right depth so you put it in not into the fat, just into the skin. So it's it's weird. They're really weird, but they're really fun to just like play with. Because they're like <laughs> these big floppy, like, they're really cool. You can order them on Amazon for like 20 bucks. You can also just use super glue. You got, that is true. I have stitched myself up with super glue before. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Like, um, it, I think it was my sophomore year, maybe, or last year, um, I was sitting in math class, and they had, like, these glue bottles. And so we just, like, put it, the glue on our legs or on our hands, you know? Oh, and you and peel spread it, it off. out. Yeah. Alwyn and apparently hates that. Really? Because uh, I forget who was doing it in our class the other day, but they put it on their hand, and he, like, <laughs> he was like, why are you doing that? Why? Why? <laughs> I like doing that. It feels weird. It's like those um those gel face masks, you know? That, uh-huh. like, dry those are great. Off. Yeah. I've but never, never been a face right. mask person. I don't like them. I don't like how they feel. I don't like. Really? I don't like. I just like peeling them off. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're they're kind of nice sometimes. It's yeah. like, it's like I feel like I'm treating myself. Like it's not no. that special, but I'm like, this is like You're a spa day. Your skin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Face masks are weird, especially those ones that are like what are, they're like paper, but they have the faces printed on them. <laughs> there's there's, there's some so funny weird. videos with that. I really okay, so I watched the YouTube video of people getting a- acupuncture, and <gasps> I really want to go get acupuncture oh. just to like try it out. <laughs> oh. I think it'd be so. I mean, no, it's definitely gonna be really weird. Oh. And I I don't really like needles, but like I really would like want to try it. I hate oh. thinking about that. Or like you know when they put the fire in like a round. Oh, the cupping. Bowl? Yeah. Cupping. I would. I think cupping would be cool to that try. That fire. Just to heat it up, and then they, they take heat it out. It up and then they, I and know then about cupping, like, and yeah. it sucks. It makes a vacuum. People in do the that cup. for swimming, and then they'll have like mm-hmm. the purple dots all over their backs. And wait, what does it do? It like it releases your through, muscles. Yeah, it says something. Why don't we do that after like a tournament? Because exactly. it's expensive. Yeah, <gasps> I can get my own cups and cut muscles. They have okay. So I was at, uh, when I raced in Dahlonega, they had these things. And you put them on your legs, and they filled with air, and they, like, push yes. the blood. It's so good. Did you do it? I did it. Okay, they and have I those at like, a lot of swim meets, but I've never done it because you have oh to, like, pay money. God, it's the best thing. I got it done for free. It's oh. the best thing ever. Oh. Like, my legs would have hurt really bad after that race because it was cold, it was wet, and I, I pushed it really hard. So, like, my legs would have been dead afterwards, and, like, they were fine because of that. Wow. So yeah. it, like, really helps with recovery? Oh, it really helps a lot. Like, I just, it was awesome. Huh. Uh, they also have, at the swim meets, they have this thing. It's like a, it's like a, I don't know, blow-up shower thing. are going to be on the podcast. It's a soothing sound. No, it's not. <sighs> Welcome to my ASMR. We're not doing an ASMR <laughs> podcast. I'm shutting that down right now. <laughs> I'll move it. Sorry. Uh, I edit, I edit done. this. I will cut that out. Yeah. No! I will manually go in and cut out My every friend... point where you try to do ASMR. <laughs> That's the only point. So far. Oh. <laughs> so, no, uh-uh, no. <laughs> See, now I have to go and take out, the, those are big peaks in the audio, and I'm going to have to go take those out, and it's going to be annoying. No, don't take them out. Wasting them my in. time. Just leave, leave them it. in. It's Not part of our story. We will actually do it, okay? I promise. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah, Dylan.
I'm going to make this as awkward as I can for you and for them. It's not awkward for me. It's just awkward for them. Or Lucy's sure it is. awkward for yeah. No, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> so I, uh, we have an Instagram now. Oh, yes. Go follow the Instagram. Follow the Instagram. Instagram. What is it? It's Lettuce Club Podcast. Lettuce Club, Club podcast. podcast. And the password. No, I'm just kidding. And, and the password get... to Lettuce Club Podcast no. is... <laughs> You get to meet the members. Yeah, and you can get visuals. You've already we've already introduced Dylan. There's like a great picture. There's an awesome. We need picture. to do awesome. you. That story. That picture actually has a really good story. Tell the story. <laughs> Tell the yeah, story, so, and we'll put the yeah. we'll put the pictures on the Instagram. So the class period before we record this podcast, uh, we go straight to lunch. So we'll go to lunch, and then sometimes we'll go. They'll you two will go to Altman's room. And I used to not go because, like, I didn't really know him that well yet, and it was weird. Yeah. So I would just leave and go to Mr. Ash's classroom, and I'd wait for you guys there. So one day I did that, and I decided, oh, I'm going to hide and freak <laughs> them out. So I hid in a place, and they came in, and they couldn't find where I was, and I realized that there we was a chair. We didn't know he was in the room. I, they didn't even know I was in the room. Uh, I found out there was a chair, and, this, and the chairs we have, like, have holes in the back. It's really weird. They're weird. But, like... I found out I could take a picture through the hole in the chair, and Naya's head was perfectly framed in this hole. And I sent it to them while I was still hiding, and they, like, flipped out. It was the funniest thing. And so he, we recreated that picture yeah. with me making a stupid face. And he was yeah. like, what do you guys hate about Dylan? Yeah, Mr. Ash was like, what do you guys Dylan? hate about Dylan? Like, that's weird. But <laughs> we just said he talked about bikes so much. I do talk about, I haven't talked about bikes a lot on this I'm podcast so, so far, and I'm proud of myself. Not a lot. You talked about your race in Dahlonega, but you're talking about the no, recovery stuff. Yeah, and I talked yeah. about the race in Charleston, which was pretty cool. You did? I think so. I thought I talked about it. I don't think you did. Wait, Charleston, uh, South no. Carolina? No, it's in. It's still in Georgia. Is it in Georgia? No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was in Savannah, not in Savannah. Charleston. Oh, they're like Savannah. sister cities. Yeah, they're basically the same city. Yeah, I used to go to Charleston with my dad when he worked for this company, and he would have to go travel around. It was so fun. I remember there's a park under a bridge, and there's a park wow, under a bridge in New cool. York that is really cool. I have never been to New York. New York New is York. awesome. Go to New York. It's cool. There's crazy people everywhere. There's <laughs> okay. Actually, there's wait less more crazy. than Athens. <laughs> Oh my god, let me tell you about the crazy people in all the cities. Let me tell you about the crazy people in all the cities I've been to. Okay. So I've been to. You know how to scare away the crazies is to be a crazy yourself. And just like. Nope, nope. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. This is bad advice. In Athens, the craziest thing that I've ever had happen to me. Oh, I have a story about that. From a crazy person is it was this guy, and I was with a couple of my friends, and it was someone's birthday, and we were going to get pizza, and this guy like jumps out at us. And, like, starts harassing us for money. And then he started calling all of us racist. It was Aww. really weird. And, like... <gasps> That's kind of scary. It, he was really aggressive. Like, I, I thought we were going to, like, Die. get into, like, a physical altercation. An altercation? An altercation. Oh, but no. But anyway, uh, nothing happened. That's he was good. just kind of being weird. And we ended up being fine. I mean, That's it was good. five, like, rather yeah. large people against one, like, medium-sized person who was old. Like, that guy would have not had a good day. We were walking around town filming for our Oscars movie for youth group, and I had to wear a gorilla suit. And so, well, it's great. It's on Instagram. But, like, we went to CVS to get some Eggos, and I just bought them as a gorilla. But as we were walking up, um, this guy came down. He was wearing a leather jacket, a pink tutu, and some leopard print 
leggings. I don't know why you're hating on this guy because he's no, it's pretty fantastic. And he gave me a high five, man. I was so excited. And this lady that was with him, like, was like face painted all like she painted herself all completely white and was wearing a completely white was this like like near Halloween? No. Just, oh, so this was in the- February, <laughs> <laughs> and so she gave me a high five too, and she just nods at me, and I was like, hey, "Thanks." So they're just killing it. In life. Yeah, they're just killing it, and like other people gave me a high five, and you can see it in the movie too, That's like good. in the background. Um, but also, we were downtown. I was with my friend Jack, and this guy comes up and asks him, like, for a change for a five, and so he gives him change for a five, and the guy's holding out the bill, and he just takes the change and runs away with both of the. Like, he didn't give him back the $5 Bang. bill. And oh. then another guy, no, here's the funny part. Another guy comes up and asks for change for 100 And he holds out his $100 bill. It was, we're not falling for that again. But uh. yes, that was Anyway, back to, back to cities with different levels of crazy yeah. people. New York, surprisingly, I've never seen anybody super crazy in New York. Like, there's homeless people. But they're not usually on the street. Like, you can, you usually don't see them. Uh, but, so that's not as bad. And, I mean, I've been to, like, the more, like, sketchy parts of New York, too. But the, the city that I've been to with the craziest people so far, and I don't know if it's crazier than L.A., because I've never been to L.A., and I've heard crazy things about L.A. Yeah. Uh, was, uh... Santa Cruz. Mm. Santa Cruz has some crazy people. So there's like... Wait, Santa the, Cruz, what state? California. Oh, okay. So awesome. Santa Cruz... Sorry. The, there's a... Uh, I forget what part we were in. No, 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 it was Santa Cruz. There's like one strip with like a bunch of stores. I mean, if you've been to Santa Cruz, you know what I'm talking about. And then uh, on that strip, there's like one center road. And that's where all the crazy people hang out. Like, I saw a guy peeing in a bush. <laughs> like, I mean, that happened in DC. it's crazy. I mean, there's, like, the level of crazy there is, like, amped up so much higher. So, congratulations, Santa Cruz. You have the craziest people. Wow. I don't know. DC that I've ever seen. What I have been to DC, and I, I that was when I was really young, and I didn't really look for the crazy people, though. Yeah. <laughs> Now you look for the crazy people. Now I look now for the crazy look, people. Make friends with them and be like, yo. Actually, yo, maybe don't what's do up, that. crazy people? <laughs> crazy people! <laughs> Not like, yeah. Can I be in be your careful, gang? Be careful, buddy. Can There's I be in your crazy people gang? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when the clowns were terrorizing our city? Yes. <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about that my parents, yeah, and I was that. like going to walk somewhere, and my parents were like, look out for clowns. <laughs> they had an Instagram too. Really? Yeah, I like had it for a while. It was creepy. Oh. It was like Cleo the Clown or something. That's scary. It was scary. Do you don't remember that? I kind of remember like the whole clown face. Yeah, like, well, because they were going around like terrorizing kids and like yeah, kidnapping them or something. Yeah, they, they were. Them? They were actually doing something like actually bad. Yeah, they were like kidnapping kids. It wasn't a joke. In Athens, those clowns like, oh, weren't no joke. Nah, I do not remember that. Really? Yeah. They had like a white van. Oh. Dang. Oh. <laughs> creepy. Oh, right? I think I kind of yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all get scared by like ice cream trucks? No. What? <laughs> like when I hear the song on the ice cream truck, I'm like, it's just kind of 
It's just like, why? There's a convenience store on every corner now with ice cream for way less than what you're selling it for. Yeah. It's just to be nostalgic. Yeah, it's classic. But it's, like, scary. I don't know. I think it's, like, a a thing that in movies, like, people in ice cream trucks would be, like, come in my ice cream truck and then, like, steal people. I feel like I haven't seen a movie either, but it's, like, a a culture thing. I'll make a movie like that for you. (laughs) Thank you. That would be scary. You know what would be a really crazy industry? Of it, just like you would like fill out a form about all your fears and then make a horror movie just oh, for you. No, oh no, that's not happening. And it, and it would Ugh. just prey on all your little things. Okay, well, what about all the things that you like? And then they make a movie about everything makes, that you like. And it makes them all terrible and scary. No, I don't like horror movies. I I've been okay. So I used to not like horror at all, but I've been getting into like reading horror. Oh. Is it different? Like, I how read different at night. That's true. Like, oh, that I've also been I've also words. been listening to podcasts where they'll like <laughs> read read horror stories. Have you listened to Up and Vanished? No, I haven't. Oh, it's not a horror story. It's like Payne Lindsay. Um, he's like a filmmaker in Atlanta, I think. Atlanta. But so he made a podcast and he tries to solve this the the mystery of Tara Grinstead's disappearance, and it's like been a cold case for ten years. Are we in a podcast talking about podcasts? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so re- Meta. Hey, it's so good, though. It's really good. Check it out. You're already listening to this podcast. It means you have good taste, so this one's also good. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really interesting, and it's creepy. Oh. But they, like, solve it, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, good job, Payne. <laughs> I, uh, I've been listening, like I was saying before, I've been listening to, like, podcasts. Uh, there's a subreddit called No Sleep, and there's a lot of, like, really good like a lot like you know hour plus like long readings mm. of like really detailed like you know it could happen horror stories oh. and like they're legitimately like they get you on that weird level where it's like oh this could ha-. i mean it's not just like you know oh scary clown forest ah it's like this is just possible enough and they'll like they'll do like native american like legends i mean that stuff's scary oh I could not handle that. But uh, if you ever want to, like, really... The scariest thing that I've ever had happen to me with horror stories is I was out camping with my friends, and we all decided to read uh, read stories from that subreddit. And, man, when you're in the woods... And, like, so where we were sleeping, it was on top of a hill under this little pavilion, and it was kind of drizzling. So it was kind of cold and kind of wet, and it was just not the night Ugh. for it. But the craziest thing is because we were up on this hill... There was not, we weren't, like, backed up to anything. It was just 360 degrees of, like, you know, like, moonlight, so you could see maybe 10, 20 feet, and then darkness. And then just plunges down into the forest. I hate that. I mean, I know that forest like the back of my hand. I hang out there all the time. I work at a camp that's out of that forest. Mm. So, I mean, I know where everything is. Right. But still, man, it is is a different kind of scary when you're in the dark. Like, if you've ever read horror stories or done anything with horror stories in the dark, that's scary, but like in the forest, in the dark, it's something. I can't else. even be outside in my backyard in the dark, and I live in a neighborhood. No, no, oh, I, have I don't mind that at all. <laughs> I just, I'm just I scared love it. Of cat. We would play um, Spotlight. Follow the judge to court. Oh, huh? that was really fun. I've never heard of I've that. I've never heard of that either. There's a judge, and they're like the front of the line. You're the judge. And they, <laughs> they have a flashlight, and everyone gets in a line behind them and follows like follows in a line and as you're going around you have to try to escape the line without the judge noticing oh, and you go that and hide. Sounds cool. It was so fun. Oh, and like 
I hid in a trash can. Man, that'd be a really good prank. Find me. I've hidden in trash cans before for hide and yeah. seek. Oh. So these trash cans here, if you didn't know, ooh, my computer's running out of battery. Uh, we only so have a few have to, more. We're gonna minutes. have to cut this off anyway. Yeah. Uh, but some of the trash cans here, they have a little thing to make it easier to take the the, the bag out where it folds up. So you, if the bag is like not that full, you can fold the bag out of the way, and then jump in and fold it back. Oh. And so it looks like a normal, totally normal trash can, Dang. and like so, like the person could take off the lid of the trash can and they wouldn't see you. Wow! How did so you figure this out? I was just like, I wonder if this will work. And then I noticed this flips up, and I was just like, this is the best did hiding you hide spot. It's in the trash can. Yeah, it's really hot. That's the only thing. Wait, you were oh. playing a game? Was this during school? Yeah, it was during school. So, you what were you playing? Hide and seek. With your friends? Yeah. Like during a class period. Yeah. Mr. Allman, you hear that? Write him up. Don't write me up. This was last year. No, this yeah, yeah, this, this was last he year. He can still write you up. No, nah, I got written up. No, we had we were doing it. It was we had permission from the teachers. I'm not gonna put any of those teachers on blast, but thank you, no. teachers. <laughs> it was fun. It was contained though. Like we weren't going all over the place. Okay. Well, that's so, cool. So. Uh, all right. I think my computer's about to die, and All that's right. what we're recording on. So we'll thanks, wrap it up. everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Lettuce yeah. Club. And stick next. around for a segment with um, Mr. Rawls. Yeah. 2009, uh, as I mentioned last week, I had a really wonderful group of ninth grade students. Um, one of the students that I, I think I mentioned last week, uh, but was not the subject of last week's story, is a kid named Elizabeth who um, was, is, is just this uh, genius, awesome, wonderful person. And, you know, I taught her ninth grade English, and she was great. And, um, and you know, she went into her 10th grade year, and I didn't see a whole lot of her, but, um, you know, would, you know, kind of, speak to each other in the halls. And then her 11th grade year, I taught her again in AP language. And, um, but that fall, the fall of 2010, it, it must have been December of 2010, uh, she walked by my classroom door uh, and she was on her way to somewhere else. Like I think she was going to <coughs> orchestra or something like that. But she walked by the classroom door and said, hey, will you call Johnny Isaacson and Saxby Chambliss and tell them to please vote for the DREAM Act? And just without thinking, I just nodded and said, yeah, of course I'll do that. Um, and she was gone down the hall by the time I, I did a double take and thought, wait a minute. You know, I realized what she had just revealed to me, which was that she's undocumented and can't go to UGA. Like, she's not even allowed to apply to UGA. Or, I mean, she can send in the application, but they won't read it. So, um, you know, it, it, it was just absurd to me. Like, I, and I knew that her family didn't have much money, and she would definitely need uh, the Hope Scholarship or Zell Miller if she could get it, which she definitely could. Um, so that, that hit me pretty hard. And because, you know, for the two years that I'd known this kid, um, I just assumed that she would go to a really good uh, public college, it, probably in Georgia, where she could get the Zell Miller Scholarship so that she could afford it. <clears throat> and so this was then, needless to say, upsetting to me. Um, 
now a little bit of historical context here. This, uh, this was during Obama's presidency. The House of Representatives uh, was controlled by the Democratic Party and it had already passed a version of the DREAM Act, which uh, would basically allow students uh, who were brought here with, with no control over their own situation, who were brought here um, you know, as, as young kids, um, it, it would allow them a, a path to legal status. Not like it would just be granted automatically, but it would, it would put them on a legal path to legal status so that they could participate fully in American life and eventually become U.S. citizens and pay taxes and all that stuff that we do. Um, and, and, and there were criteria for it, like you had to be a student in good standing or you had to uh, join the military and, and be a member of the military in good standing. So, you know, it, it isn't like you can just be brought here and chill. Like, you have to do good things for good reasons. And, um, you know, that's, that's part of the DREAM Act deal. And she definitely fit the bill. You know, she was a student in good standing. She easily would have uh, achieved the Zell Miller scholarship. Like, she would have been fine, but she was not allowed to. So, that, um, so, in December of 2010, the House of Representatives had passed the DREAM Act and it was waiting on a cloture vote in the Senate. The Senate, too, was controlled by the Democratic Party by, I want to say, a 55 to 45 margin. And, but for cloture, it needed 60 votes. It came one vote away and there were one or two Democrats who voted against it. And you know, I guess they were in risky districts and didn't want to upset the people in their districts, and, you know, it was all very calculated. Um, but it did not achieve a cloture vote in the Senate. And so, at that moment, Hope Scholarship and UGA and Zell Miller Scholarship all went out the window for Elizabeth. And that was very upsetting to me because, I mean, this kid did nothing wrong. She's done everything right her whole life and, and um, just found herself in this unfortunate situation that she had no control over. And, and my, I guess, innate sense of justice said to me, this is wrong. She, needs, she, we, she has to be treated better. So um, things went along, and, and there, were, there were other events. Like she... Um, she won uh, one week after that, I don't know, probably a couple of months later or something, uh, came into my classroom and just this absolute seething, crying rage. It just was, was red-faced and tears streaming down her face and, and was just shaking with anger. And she handed me an article she had printed out about um, a candidate for some local office in Kennewick, Washington, um, Washington State. And this candidate w ran for some local office, uh, like county commissioner, you know, something small, nothing terribly important, but he, he ran for this office and um, he didn't win but he got 40% of the vote on a platform advocating the death penalty for undocumented immigrants. And she came in this seething rage and, um, 
and and handed me the article and I, I read it and and she just looked at me and said people want to murder me and I didn't do anything and um, at that point I said okay I, I don't know what we're going to do about this but um, I can't in good conscience let let you be treated this way like you know you you deserve to go to college you deserve all of the good things that good kids should get so um, and to me you know it sounds weird to, to say it but to me this was not fundamentally a political issue it has political contours and implications because that's how it plays out in the larger sense but you know, I don't, I don't care about Democrats and Republicans on this issue. You know, I care about kids, and, and I want to see good kids get what should be coming to them. So that's, that's my angle here. Like, I, I don't do myself any favors by putting myself on the wrong side of the Republican Party in Georgia. Like, you know, that's not good for me. But if that's how it is, then I'm going to take the side of the kids. So that's, that's kind of how I see it. Um, and, and not all Republicans are as hardcore against undocumented immigrants as, well, a lot of them are, but not all of them. You know, I mean, I, I do know a few who are very sympathetic and, and I believe have their heads on right on this issue. Um, so it's not, for me, partisan. It just seems that way because that's how it gets talked about in public. Um, so anyway, the next year, Elizabeth's senior year, um, a colleague uh, or former colleague of mine and I from, from Cedar Shoals, um, uh, he and I brought three students each, uh, three from Cedar and three from Central, to a, a forum at the University of Georgia at the, at the Tate Center. And we were aided by a couple of our former professors from the College of Education, um, you know, who, who helped us on, on UGA's end. And, and the idea was, sim you know, to just si simply to raise awareness. Like, it seems like something at this point everyone kind of knows, knows about. But, but back then, no one really got it. No one really understood the implications of the laws and the policies back then. So the purpose of the forum was for the kids to tell their stories and to inform the public. So we had a room reserved at the Tate Center for about 80 people. About 200 people showed up. And so the people from the Tate Center came and said that we were in violation of the fire code and needed to move to the Tate Theater. And luckily there was no movie playing that night. So. Um, I had already said my, my opening bit and um, was gathering up microphones and wires and stuff and um, out of my peripheral vision I saw this large hulking man kind of leaning or I, I would say lording over Elizabeth and they were talking and I wasn't really paying attention to what they were talking about but um, uh, after a minute or so, my former principal, who had hired me here, this is 
obviously before Dr. Huff, it was before Miss Uran, it was before even Dr. Hooker. It was uh, Dr. Maxine Eason. Um, she uh, reached over and kind of tugged my sleeve and, and whispered to me, you need to get him away from her right now. I said, why, what's the matter? And she said, that's our state senator. He supported House Bill 87. And if you don't know, House Bill 87 was Georgia's kind of copycat, uh, um, copycat legislation uh, that, that copied Arizona's Senate Bill 1070, which is the notorious show me your papers law. And um, so Georgia had its version of that, which was House Bill 87. And our state senator back then supported that. So you know, I began to understand what was happening, and so I started listening to what they were actually saying to each other. And what I heard was him trying to play some silly, not, not silly, but I would just say stupid, semantic game with her, um, trying to get her to admit to being a criminal in some fashion. And, you know, and, and he was like, peppering her with questions about what it means to be undocumented. And he was saying, what do you really mean undocumented? What is that really? And he was trying to get her to say that she is, quote, illegal, that she's some kind of criminal, which is factually and legally not true. Uh, she came here on a, on a tourist visa, which her family overstayed, which means that it falls under civil codes and not criminal codes, but that's a distinction that gets lost for almost everyone who talks about this. Um, and and that, that legal argument actually comes from the notorious conservative Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. So it's not like that is some kind of partisan legal judgment. It actually comes from a far right-wing justice. So anyway, um, I, I realized what was happening and decided, all right, Dr. Eason is right. I need to get, get him away from her. So I actually kind of physically moved in between them and drew him away and, and walked down towards the Tate Theater, um, continuing this conversation with him. On the other side of me came up someone else who started cursing at the state senator. And I had no idea who this guy was. I thought he was some graduate student or something. Um, but he was calling him by his first name and, and, and cursing at him loudly. And, um, and I thought, what is, th I felt like it was a, you know, in the hallway at Clark Central all of a sudden trying to stop a fight between two stupid boys, right? So, and, 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 and the senator started cursing at, at the other guy and it was just a mess. And so at that point, um, a woman named Jackie Sandin, uh, a, a professor who, at one point in years past was the president of our school board, uh, came up and drew the state senator away and calmed him down in a very reasonable and sane way, saying, um, you know, in all my years in a classroom, I never spoke like that in the presence of students. And meanwhile, I'm in this other guy's face, almost grabbing him by the collar and saying, sit the F down and listen and try to F and learn something. And like, I had no idea who he was. T turned out, I found out later, um, he was actually, he's actually a local attorney and, and at that time was the treasurer of the state Democratic Party. Um, and I'm, you know, 
cursing and almost threatening this guy. But <laughs> so it was just really, really ugly. But we got into the Tate Theater and the kids, you know, read their 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 stories, and it turned out to be a very good evening, and and it was very well received. Uh, but it just had this really ugly, intense moment, and. Um, the next week, the state senator came to Clark Central High School to be interviewed by the Odyssey News Magazine, and he requested to speak to me, which really kind of worried me because, you know, we'd, we'd, we had, um, we'd had our words the prior week. And, um, but it turns out he, he wanted to speak to me really just to do damage control because he knew he'd made a fool of himself. Um, so I, I kind of bit my tongue and didn't really say to him what I wanted to say. Uh, but just accepted his apology and moved on with life. Elizabeth, too, moved on with life. Uh, she ended up getting a full academic, totally everything paid for uh, scholarship to Syracuse University. She studied international relations, she studied French, and she studied Russian. Uh, so, and, and she now, she, she's moved back to Athens and is now married to another former student of mine, and because of that, was able to get a green card. So she's, she's safe now, which makes me feel better about her future. So that's the story. Um, very, very interesting um, experiences. Do you have questions? I need not. <laughs>